We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to another episode of the Budding Heads podcast from Ramstock Radio. I'm Sue Bear here with Johnny Gomez and Derek C. Apollo. We got a full house today. Uh, guys, I think the best place to start is, uh, Johnny, you weren't here, but on the last podcast Derek and I did together, uh, at the end of the pod, he mentioned how we were going to be back full time. He's going to be recording a pod every week. We're all going to be out here <laughs> get, getting these pods done. Last week, he calls request an emergency pod with me and Johnny to record at 8 p.m. And our guy Derek fell asleep at 7.30, didn't respond to our messages, and here we are a few days later. Derek, are, are you are you sleepy, man? Uh, how, how are you doing? Wide awake and ready to take my medicine. Ready to take the flogging here. I will say this. You guys did get your phones spammed around 2, 3 in the morning when I did wake up and realize, oh, crap, I missed the pod. Oh, crap. So, in fairness, I was immediately apologetic. A grown man. Yeah. That's all I got. I have nothing else for you. That. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I, I can't, there's no excuses. There went sleepy time. Steve and I felt like we just got rejected by the head cheerleader in high school. Well, the head cheerleader is probably better looking. Oh, without a question. There's no doubt about that. But, I mean, I, I digress. I mean, if, you, if, if being ditched by the head cheerleader is me, your lives suck. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> I've been like... Okay, that guy didn't make it, that jerk uncle podcast. But I digress. It was my fault. And here we are today of all three of us on. And there's lots of stuff to talk about, including making more fun of me. But what's on the agenda, Steve? We got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to hit on some stuff we talked about last time. We were on Derek because the Leonard Floyd news has uh, taken a turn. Just lots of uh, talk about mostly players that aren't going to be here and how the Rams can even uh, do anything to get these guys replaced or I don't know, but we're going to start with Allen Robinson. Uh, You know, a fun update today came about Allen Robinson. The Rams have given his team permission to seek out a trade. And this has been something that's been obviously Allen Robinson not being on the team has been something that's been bubbling since week one of last season. But uh, real like 
concrete news came out today that they're letting him seek a trade. There's been rumblings in the past couple days that uh, they could look to trade him that because the wide receiver market this offseason is pretty weak, that the Rams actually may be able to get something for Allen Robinson. Now, Johnny, I'll, I'll start with you here. This, I think we all expected to just kind of be stuck with this guy or have to give up something to offload his contract. It doesn't really seem like that's the case. And just for reference here, if the Rams are able to trade Allen Robinson, they would eat $11 million in dead cap, but they would ultimately save $6.85 million, which is a, a pretty substantial number uh, because if they cut him, they would have eaten. They, there's no point in cutting him. They, they'd save $0. They would, they would lose money. Um, do you, because I said right before we started that if the Rams could save $40,000 by cutting Al Robinson, I would probably still cut him uh, and spend that money, give employees bonuses, literally anything would probably be more valuable than what he contributed to the team last year. Johnny, do you actually believe somebody's going to trade for this guy and that we like, I don't even think it's, it's worth talking about what we could get like can we move him and just give up nothing? Because if that's the case to me, a, a must, a must trade. You know, I think that we're, we're kind of the epitome of being a spoiled team when it comes to wide receivers. Uh, you know, coming from a team that hosted, you know, a very good uh, Robert Woods and then, and then of course Cooper Cup, and then you know we then later added OBJ. So, you know we kind of forget just how important wide receiver is, and there are literally teams out there that could absolutely use Allen Robinson. Now that's not suggesting that Allen Robinson is a Cooper Cup, but you know what? Um, he can be a contributor in the right system on the right team. And obviously that wasn't with the Rams based on last year. He was obviously lost in the fold. He was constantly overshadowed by, by Cooper cup. You know, Matthew Stafford did not have any sort of confidence throwing him the football. So <laughs> in the end, I mean, it may not necessarily just be, I'm, we're we're always kind of quick to you know pointing the finger at the player and don't get me wrong, Allen Robinson does deserve a big share of the blame. But at some point, you also have to stop and ask, maybe he just isn't fit to be in Los Angeles. You know, maybe he needs to be on a different team, and there could be a team out there that sees you know a kind of uh, a kind of way to implement them on the, on their team and who knows maybe he ends up resurrecting his career elsewhere but either way you know the rams obviously need to move on from him he's not he's obviously not the answer cost way too much money to keep him here so yeah i'm all for the rams moving on from him and uh i think there may be a trade market just i if you're expecting to get anything out of him you're going to be severely disappointed. Allen Robinson over the last two years in 22 games has 749 yards. Um, That is 34 yards a game. I, I think Cooper Cup had more yards this year uh, in, in a year where he didn't finish the season. Uh, Derek, do, do you like I, I don't think this guy has anything left. Um, this is two straight years now where he's just been a, a, a straight up zero. Like you are better off playing anyone else at, at times. It feels like, uh, but I guess like there's not any really good receivers hanging out there right now. Um, like Derek, if, if you're a GM, would you, are you buying this guy for, I wouldn't say free cause you're still going to have to pay him some money, but. Like, I don't know if you have cap space and you only have to give up like a 
I think the Rams would take a seventh round pick to get rid of him. I, I anything more than that is a, is a coup. Uh, but Derek, how are you feeling about this? I would say that. <laughs> you said forty thousand dollars or a bucket of change. Like, are you like? I don't think of him as being that bad. Like I really don't at all. So to hear you say that, I'm just kind of like, really, really. But what I mean that that's the the root of it. Like, are are you really going that far? Yeah. Because I I don't think all his fault that things didn't work out last year i think is that he in the end didn't fit into an offense that had no offensive line from the get-go and had a quarterback who zoned in on cooper cup from day one when he's supposed to be your deep guy and you can't block to get him deep then you get a problem there but he this is two years in a row for him he was a ghost in his last year in chicago we all chalked it up to chicago Okay, he did worse he here. Chicago. He put up worse numbers here. With no offensive line. He's he's your deep guy, and you couldn't get him deep. I'm not saying he's your go-to guy either, but I think you're probably being too much the other way on him. I'm just saying that I'm not sure I agree with the cut. And a lot of it has to do with who else do you really have that can spread the field. You're not drafting anybody. You're not signing anybody. And you're you're not trying to have Cooper Cup be the all be all end all. So who's going to be your deep guy? And you're going to go ahead and add 11 million and dead cat space on that. I would try and make this guy work at least for one more year because next year his his cut his cap hit is nowhere near as bad. Okay, so Derek, let me let me ask you a question. Um, who do you think had more yards last year, Allen Robinson or Tutu Atwell? I'm gonna go with Tutu Atwell. See, you're wrong. He didn't. That's how <laughs> fucking bad Allen Robinson was. That you thought Tutu Atwell, who had 298 yards, had more yards than Allen Robinson. I mean, like I said, you go back to what he did. You know, going back before, nobody except for Cooper Cup looked halfway decent last year with Matt Stafford because of that offensive line. But this is too hard to say. He didn't just suddenly suck, dude. I I think he might have. That happens in sports. Players just fall fall off. We watched it happen with Todd Gurley. We watched it happen like four years ago. Gurley had a had all the red flags on him going all the way back to college. All the way back to college. And if you remember, I was one of the people who defended him pretty close to midway through that season. We had that weird dude from ESPN who was kind of a douche pickle and like talking about how all, all the medical history on this shows this, this, and then like, well, Okay, but that's everybody else. How many times have we seen somebody come back from an ACL injury and do wonders? We don't know how Targaryen is going to look until he's in the field. I was that guy. And then, of course, you get in the field and promptly prove me wrong. So you don't know until you get in the field. But you also know the track record. Robinson didn't have a really big track record going downhill until he got here. And how much of that can you put on what we saw with that offensive line. Again, he was supposed to be the deep threat. He was supposed to be the guy you stretched the field with. He was never going to be the guy you ran slants with. So, of course, he's not going to produce the way we expect him to produce. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying that he is a fit either. The truth is we don't know because we never saw him behind an offensive line that was functional. We never actually saw him use even – they never even really tried to use him. But I can tell you this. Go back. Who, What receiver had the best open rate in the NFL prior to, to Robinson's injury? Is that true? Is that Allen Robinson? It is. 
that that seems like that just makes me believe less in analytics. <laughs> but that that makes me that brings me back to one thing. It brings me back to the fact they had no offensive line and they were not using him. And maybe it goes back to what you said, which is he just wasn't a fit for them. He, he can get open all you want, but if he's not a fit in the offense you're trying to run, it's not going to matter. Or B, it's offensive line sucking, you know what? It, but it might not be him. That said, what's your alternative? Because if you do trade him, your core is going to be worse. You're not going to be out there trying to draft receivers. If you do draft receiver, it's going to be developmental. You're not going to be up to trying to draft, I mean, to sign guys because you're you're actually you're cutting cap room. So what is the point here? Well, no, you, you gonna... know, if if you trade Allen Robinson, you save um they get back six point eight five million dollars. Yeah, I would take any receiver we could sign for $4 million, I think, over Allen Robinson. But you're dead capping 11.2, too, so don't forget. It's worth the savings. I'd rather okay. have. I'd rather pay him $11 million to be somewhere else than pay him $19 million to be here. You know, and that's fair. We don't have to agree on it. I'm just saying that I have my reservations in thinking that he was this, this horrible, horrible receiver there. You know, we saw other guys come through and didn't do all that great either. You know, Brandon Cooks being an example that he has one good year and then gets hurt one time and all of a sudden they gave up on him goes to, and goes to, to Houston of all places and, and balls. So you just never know. I mean, I look at him and think we do not know if he was a failure or not because they never really got him involved in the offense. And even Sean McVay said that. Part of that's all Stafford, too. All Stafford did was eyeball Cooper Cup. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree, but I him? think it's no, I don't blame him. I'm just saying that's what he did. No, yeah, and, and we called all year for him to get the ball, but um, I wanted them to just throw him the ball 20 times a game and see if he sucked or not uh, <laughs> at, at, at the end of it. But, like, it's two years now, and I know the Bears were a mess in 2021, and he didn't want to be there, but... We're talking about – it's not like he was playing in great offenses when he was good. Like, this Rams unit this year was definitely not the worst offense he's played in. He, I'm not saying – but this offensive line might be. Maybe, but he – It was that bad. It yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. It was awful. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know. John, Johnny, <laughs> what, how are you feeling about this? Well, you know, Robert Woods is a free agent. <laughs> I take him back. How much? How much does he want? How much does he want? And can uh, he? I, I highly doubt he wants. I highly doubt he wants Allen Robinson money. He, I think he's in the same Just boat saying. as as Allen Robinson because he's had. He's also had two bad years in a row. I don't. I don't think there's going to be a big market for Robert Woods. Nope. All right. Yeah, I, I think. I, I do think it is probably going to happen. I think that the Rams will move on from Robinson. It's unfortunate that it wasn't able to work out here, but yeah, clearly it wasn't a match made in heaven like uh, Sean McVay was hoping it would be. 
Yeah, no, and it's uh, one of those things. We didn't necessarily need a receiver when we signed him that badly, and it's just another. The the Rams have handed out a lot of bad contracts over the year, and as, as we've said on previous podcasts, to their credit, they don't sit around and wait for the contracts to work. They are just like, okay, that didn't work. They move on. It's smart thinking, but this is just another one on the pile of just why do they do that? Well, sometimes you know, I... and and you can go back to probably both of our pods last March and hear us singing this guy's praises. But there was a risk here because of what he did in twenty twenty one. But yeah, here we are. I I would gladly that. Six point eight million, because we're gonna go. We're about to talk about a guy who would we'd save half of that by what we're likely going to get when we move on from him. Six point eight million is absolutely to me one hundred percent worth it, and I think you can go get a cheaper guy, a cheaper vet. I don't know who's out there, um, and you can go get Julio Jones probably for free. He's gonna give you the same thing Al Robinson gave us this year. I mean. We can find out, but th- that still leaves the Rams needing one thing that speed in the edge on the outside. And, you know, that's what Robinson will provide. Who else will provide that? In the end, I just can't think of any easy solution for them when they're going to be burying themselves in dead cap, especially if the relief, uh, release or trade that we're about to talk about actually happens. Uh, it's going to put you easily in like $30, $40 million dead cat space when you're carrying some stuff over. I'll point it out. Yeah, I I think there are other fast, more or less washed ride receivers you can go get for cheap. You can go get Marvin Jones. He's going to give you probably what Allen Robinson would have given us this year. Johnny, your thoughts on this, man? You've been awful quiet. I mean, there's not much else to say. I I think that Robinson needs to needs to go. There are other op- options out there. I mean, there's a former Ram, Brandon Cooks, that's not happy in Houston. <laughs> I have no idea what it would take to get him here, but I, I know it costs more than Allen Robinson. Go try and be nice to Odell. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'd rather no. have that. I think that's that's done with, unfortunately. All right. I agree. Uh, well, let's talk. <laughs> Why don't we talk about Leonard Floyd then? Uh, Derek and I talked about him a little bit last week, uh, or whenever the last pod was, that it seemed like he was good as gone, and I think it's official today that if he doesn't get, if they aren't able to trade him, I don't remember what the deadline for trading him was, they're going to cut him. So he's not going to be here next year. Uh, he's he he is confirmed gone. I'm going to pull up his deets real quick he, on his contract. I wouldn't say he's confirmed gone. I mean, it's just the reports going out, but it could always be wrong. Nothing's official until he's gone. Gone. I mean, he Leonard Floyd tweeted today, like, "Thank you, Rams Nation." Well, I mean, I'm just say, saying, wait until that actually happens. I I'd say that. It doesn't make sense. I have the I have the numbers in front of me. All right, let's see them. It does not make sense. If the Rams cut him or trade him prior to June first, cut or trade, it's a nineteen million dollar dead cap hit to say three million dollars. If you're trying to clear cap space and start opening up your roster, I don't see how this makes any sense at all, because. It's not like you could run out there and sign a bunch of guys with that three million dollars, and you're dead. You're dead holding nineteen mil. So what are you? What are you really solving here? You're taking one of your key edge guys to save three mil out of twenty two because you're not going to be able to use the other nineteen for anybody. You're stuck with it. Makes no sense to me. They've done stuff like this before, but they did it with like Gurley, and Gurley was done. Like that makes sense at the at that point. They released Gurley, 
or traded Gurley, whatever they did with Gurley. I don't remember anymore. It was, they released him, right? They released him. Yeah, he was cut. Yeah, so they cut him. It was a huge dead cap hit. And in the end, he had become, in my view, such a cancer in that locker room that it made sense. Now, with Floyd, he's still a valued member of that team. He's still productive. He just didn't produce as much as they would have wanted him to this year. But nonetheless, to save $3 million and dead cap 19, that's bananas to me. If they wait until the 2024 offseason, the numbers get a bit better. You cut him and you save 10 mil and you dead cap 12.5. The only thing that might make sense is they're going to split that dead cap money if they trade him after 6-1, which they probably won't want to do because someone's going to want they're going to want draft picks. Or like if you cut him after 6-1, you split it 6 6 and a half for 2023, 12 and a half 12, 12, for 2024. So maybe they're just trying to the only thing that you can make sense out of it is you're just trying to get all you're trying to take all your medicine now in 2023 and clear all the stuff off your books by 2024. That's the only thing that makes sense. But if you're cutting all these guys, all these core guys off your roster, then what's there going to be in 2024? It's not like you have the draft picks to reload through the draft right now. So what are you really doing? Personally, I, I think that's essentially what they're trying to do is to take the brunt of the consequences, essentially, um, in the 2023 season. This way, they have like a sort of a gateway in 2024 and beyond. Uh, be, because clearly, last year's roster did not work out. Uh, it's unfortunate, but if, <laughs> if we're still thinking that this isn't going to be a rebuild season... I think we got to start waking up a little bit because, yeah, this is the epitome of a rebuild. Do you guys know? I'm trying to figure this out. Is like, why do teams not like? There's a reason teams don't do a lot of post June first designations, right? Is it because they need the cap space like immediately? Because if we're only getting three million by cutting Leonard Floyd before June first, I don't really see why they would have any incentive to to do that because usually I feel because, like it's a little bigger savings, right? Well, because they're, I mean, the only thing that makes sense is they're just trying to take all their medicine. Now, if you do it after June first, you're going to split that mess between this year and next year. Hmm. That's the only thing that makes sense is that, okay, fine. We're just going to, we're, we're going to blow it all this year and take the 19 mil hit. And then we'll be good to go for 2024. But then in that case, you go back to the Robinson contract. You're still taking on $11.2 million if you trade them in dead cap for this year. So no matter what, you're taking dead cap space at a really high level to the point where you, you're not going to be competitive. This isn't like 2021 where, yeah, they had a bunch of dead cap space on there, but they had a bunch of guys who – they can rely on. They're getting rid of those guys now. Yeah, this this one is is, is weird to me. It's just because, like Gibson said, he's he's still good. You know, are we overpaying him? Yeah, absolutely. We're absolutely overpaying him, but he's still a good player. He's not only our best edge rusher; like he's literally our only edge rusher. Like, there's nobody else there, and so if you cut him. You're not really creating space to replace not just the whole that Von Miller left last year that we never replaced, but you're also replacing him. So now you have no edge rushers. And like I know this is not set in stone done, but I think we can all agree right now this seems like at least ninety five percent chance he's either going to get traded or cut. Uh just based on all the smoke that's out there, including from him himself. It's it's weird, yeah. This is you know, even, I think this is even weirder than Ramsey. Uh, I think it's definitely weirder than Wagner. I think, you know, as I've said my piece on Allen Robinson. It's just, yeah, there. 
all you're doing is setting yourself up for 2024. And when you have, not that like, you bring back Leonard Floyd, does that move the needle a ton for your team as a contender? I would say maybe not, but uh, if if he's not here, it certainly sets you up for more likely of a lost season than if you were here because uh, like everyone on this call has said, you don't really, you don't get anything here. You get $3 million in cap space and you get a clean slate in 2024, which you're going to, but like, do we have the time to, to sit around and wait for that? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, when you have a guy like Stafford and heading into his, heading towards his mid thirties, you know, what do you have? Yeah, you, he already I mean, might not do, be able to throw the football 30 yards. Yeah, we don't really know. We we are not confirmed that he's going to look like 2021 Stafford this year, even if the line is good. Maybe that's what they're banking on. Maybe they're like, well, it's going to be a rough year anyways with him, so why not? Well, Maybe that's, that's what's going on. But you, you, you do also have to take into account for the other legends that you have on the team, guys like Aaron Donald. Who do you really want to waste? You know what's quite possibly one of the last years of his career on I mean, just clearing cap space. I mean, if Aaron, if, if I'm Aaron Donald, I'm saying, dude, I'm done. Like, in like, Stafford's I'm also all these guys go. I'm Sta- done. Stafford's also here for two more years. Like, there's not really a world where we can get rid of him before 2025. And so if, if he's done, we have way bigger problems than this. Uh, we are a fucking mess if this guy can't go for the next two years. I just want to point this out too. This, remember how we were talking about uh, you know, where I kind of feel like, you know, the way the Rams are going in, you know, possibly of going and getting the running back and just running the ball and playing a ball control offense next year and just trying to run the clock out on people. That's kind of how it feels because that's the only thing they'll really be able to do is if you're if you're getting rid of wide receiver here and you're getting rid of all these guys on defense and you're trying to form a youth movement without the draft picks to do it, which, you, which means you need to develop. And you know your defense is going to be bad. What's the best thing you can do to to compensate for that? Run the football. That's all you're going to have because no one's going to want your defense on the field. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just spitballing here. This might end up being a, a moot point, depending on what happens with uh, the franchise tag deadline tomorrow. But they, Saquon Barkley might be an unrestricted free agent. Can the do the Rams have room to sign him? No, but I could see them going all out to make room to sign this guy because it's a very, very McVay-Sneed move that if a guy like that were to hit the market, I think they would go balls to the wall to try and acquire somebody like that. See, that's not, the, that's not what they would do, though. They would go do the one thing none of us want them to do, which Back is to use a second se- or a third-round pick on it. And I don't know. we'll all be ticked about it because if, they went and spent one of those picks that are gold right now. Well, listen, Derek, there was a world, a, a world that almost happened where we would be sitting here with no draft picks and Christian McCaffrey on our roster. We were like a draft pick away from that world existing. So I'm not, if Saquon hits the open market and they can't franchise him because they don't get a deal done with Daniel Jones, I am not rolling out anything. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Johnny, please jump in here and add some sanity. You know, I'd love add some uh, some sunshine to this uh, rainy Debbie Downer type of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't really think that this is going to be an uplifting, positive uh, offseason just because, again, it's a rebuilding offseason. And I think it's more along the lines of just identifying where exactly the Rams are going. You know, do we even have Sean McVay as a head coach next year? That's going to be a consistent talking point until he actually, you know, retires. So it's just, it's so bizarre looking at this team because you can't even really necessarily identify where this team is going because you don't know where a lot of these players and even the coaching staff is going to be after the 2023 season or even this season for, or this off season, for example. So it's, (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of depressing a little bit just because you it wasn't that long ago the Rams won the Super Bowl and now it's just being dismantled. But I will say that it is, in a way it's sort of intriguing because I do think that despite all this negativity and depressing <laughs> this depressing roster looks, um I I do think that Les Snead and, and the Rams are going to kind of find a way to surprise us because they always do. And I think, uh, Derek, you were kind of on the right track there. I do imagine that this is going to be a team that's going to be on the ground for, you know, most of the offense, you know. And for that reason, I do think they will make a splash by either signing a, a – a running back free agent or drafting one, uh, which <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the right approach, but it's definitely intriguing. I think they'll draft one. I, I just, when you've got, when you're loading up on dead cast space right now, and you're, you want to get back to the point where your stars are young and they're cheap and you can have flexibility. In the end, what you're going to do is clear all the space off let me just back up. Steve, you mentioned, both of you have mentioned Sean McVay. Let me run this theory past you. McVay talks all this stuff about, you know, needing time to think this through, et cetera, et cetera. So he doesn't want to go out this way. What if his way of going out is going out there and finding your heir apparent? You bring him in for a year, you fix the books. So you clean up the salary cap space, you clean up, you know, you, you give that heir apparent a fundamental overview and train that heir apparent to take over the reins and you hand him a roster that is now being cleaned up of some of his bad contracts and you have now have the flexibility to build. And the heir apparent, I'm thinking about his name ends with LaFleur. I don't know. I feel like if that were the case, he would have retired two years ago and Kevin O'Connell would have taken over. I don't think he was ready yet. But I'm just saying that if you wanted to feel comfortable leaving the job and not being a failure, maybe you're back in there with less thinking, okay, you know, we have to rebuild this roster. Let's... If I'm going to leave, let me make sure I'm putting it in. It, I'm putting it in good hands, but also hands that have something to mold. Because you, we, I think every one of us can agree that Sean McVay is not long for the Rams. Like at some point, I, definitely less than five years, he's gone. Amazon Money is calling his name. Sean, come here, baby. Come here, Sean. Not a bill. Not a bill. Not a bill. I'm saying it's coming. I agree, but it doesn't owe us anything. I would rather he just try and win. I don't. I don't need him he, to. But he he doesn't owe anything. But nonetheless, that's the, also the kind of person he is. He doesn't want to 
he he doesn't like failure. Like he doesn't react. He doesn't react well to it. He wants to go out with some kind of success. Say, hey, you know what? We 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 took him to a Super Bowl, and I we I left with that franchise in a rebuilding, but in a direction where they're going to be competitive again real quickly. It's just a theory. I may be full of it, by the way. I'm making a funny. But it makes yeah, sense in a lot of ways. Of <laughs> What'd you say? I said you're definitely full of it, Derek. There's no question about that. Well, I, I might be full of it on this. We'll find out, I guess. It's just a theory. I'm spitballing here. Not a whole lot makes sense. Other than the fact that we it's clear they're rebuilding in 2023. And it doesn't make sense in some ways, like we talked about for this contract, Floyd, but I, I got nothing, guys. I'm, I'm tapping out here. <laughs> I got 43 minutes of using this bad boy. Ah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, well, I mean, is there any? Obviously, lots of guys have gotten cut lately. Uh, I know the Rams are going to have very limited cap space, even if all these hypotheticals that we're talking about here happen. Um, is there, you know, realistic targets? I don't know if Saquon Barkley is a realistic target, but actual realistic targets you guys have seen get cut or are coming up in free agency that you're eyeballing for the team? Robert Woods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But it, if he wants to come home and he wants to play for cheap, they'll sign him. They missed him this year. They yeah, did. I, I, I'm with you. And presumably if Al Robinson's gone and the – Odell Bridges burned to ash, which I think both are going to be true. Not the worst option. You know, I think the reason they moved on from him is because he didn't really add much next to Cooper Cup. It was just kind of like a lot of the same, but worse. But I mean, shit, man. After last year, I'll take that. That's fine. Bring it back to me. I mean, leadership matters, too. And I think sometimes we we underestimate how important it is in a locker room. I think you saw some of that this last year. Yeah. Well, in that aspect, I think Whitworth was probably the bigger hole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you you lost both, didn't you? Yeah, you lost both. You that's lost a both. that's a vacuum when you lose both those guys. So I mean, again, spitball here. All righty. Anything else? You guys ready to go home? Put put a bow on this depressing episode. Well, Derek, I have to say that it always seems depressing when you get on the <laughs> podcast. I I mean, it, you bring new meaning to Derek Downer. Hold on a minute here. Just two minutes ago, I was saying, "Hey, look, well, what do we think of this idea?" Because if that idea is actually true, then it dictates a plan like it's saying hey okay this is depressing but there's a plan in place here and that's positive because what's our biggest problem right now is we can't tell what the crap they're doing we think it's because they're trying to clear space for this well, what are they doing i'm sitting there saying here let's spitball this this is a plan that's positive and you're telling me i'm the debbie downer man steve center f this guy is <laughs> i tried to release him for forty thousand dollars blah 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 and you're telling me i'm the debbie downer at least I'm thinking this, is, this might be what's going on. Yeah, De- on, Derek man. was saying that Allen Robinson could be a pro bowler next year in the right situation. Well, I didn't that, go that's that true. far. <laughs> I, just said, I just said it, it, it. I'm not sure that it was his fault. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> There's a lot of I people mean, to blame for that situation. I still think he's at the top of the list. <laughs> the deep rate ratio disagrees with you but i don't think that's I, true i do no, not think true. that's true it's true but i will also say this go back man and watch that film from the first even just the first five games before even all those guys got hurt you weren't going deep on with that offensive line yeah it but- wasn't happening Allen Robinson's That's not what like, you got Robinson for. He he's a guy who will go get a, a jump ball, but he's not like I talk about Deshaun Jackson here. You know, it's not his. He sh- he does more than that, and he he didn't do 
anything. The only value really brought that other players on the team couldn't bring was uh, the occasional, you know, like red zone fade. But like I don't know, there's it's it's kind of unfair to compare him to Cooper Cup, but there's literally nothing he does better than Cooper Cup. I think after watching last season play out. All I'm saying is that when you are a hyper, hyper reliant on one guy, Cooper Cup, and you bring a new guy in and your offensive line sucks, it's going to be really hard to get that new guy involved when you have all the trust in the other guy. I mean, that's it. Did you see other guys getting the ball a lot either? It was who else was getting the ball a lot? Besides Cooper Cup, there were a lot of people who weren't getting the ball that probably should have got the ball more. I don't know. I don't. I don't think any of these receivers were underfed. I. I'm thinking about Tyler Higby, who was inconsistent yeah. weekly because sometimes he get five, six targets, and sometimes get one. I'll give you Higby. I don't think any I mean, of the other receivers can, on the depth. You know, when did they use their running backs out of the backfield? This used to be one of the best out of the back for running back teams in the league. And all of a sudden now we're, we stopped doing it for like the last three years. And then you wonder why the offense becomes one, one dimensional without offensive line. Are you serious? Like there are, there's a lot of blame to go around before we blame Allen Robinson. And we have a, we have a track record of receivers coming here and not working out. It's not always a receiver. Look at the track record of guys who did not work out. Just yeah, saying. Yeah. I feel like we haven't made a ton of big free agency splashes. Um, you know, it's mostly trades. And I would say trade-wise, I think most of these guys worked out. I would say Brandon Cooks didn't work out in year two, but he worked out in year one. I, You don't want to get me going on Marcus Peters. I would definitely say he worked out. Von Miller worked out. Odell Beckham worked out. Leonard Floyd worked out. Until until now, apparently, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey worked out. Akeem Talib worked out. Well, Talib and Peters were good for one year, basically. One year, and I'll, Peter, of course, you package Peters to help get help get your Ramsey later on. I get it, but I mean, like, one good year. Al Robinson wasn't good for one game. I'm just listen. <laughs> I'm just saying you're 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 lumping all those guys together, and if you get if you average one good year out of some of those guys, I wouldn't call that a great deal. And I'm not gonna I'm not saying I'm not saying Allen Robinson was a good deal either. I think he's, I'm just saying he's that we'll biggest... never know because of all the other circumstances surrounding him. That's all I'm saying. You I... might be 100 percent right, Steve. Is it crazy to say he's the worst acquisition we've had since Sean McVay has been here? Well, let me think that one Giving up a two for Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Sammy Watkins that was so bad. much better. I, I get you're not wrong. Giving up a two yeah, for yeah, Sammy no, Watkins. Fair. I think. I mean, did they give a two and a four? I would say I on was Sam, a two and a four on Sammy Watkins. Um, he, it would they had to get Jared Goff help because. I, I don't know if he makes a leap or if Cooper Cup is as good as he is early without Sammy Watkins there because Sammy Watkins, while definitely a disappointment, not worth a second, uh, he brought gravity you know to the field. like You had to worry about him. And when teams stopped worrying about him, he scored. like He had a bunch of touchdowns that year. Uh, when teams stopped worrying about Allen Robinson, we still didn't throw him the ball, which is not 100% his fault, as you said. Um but I would say giving up that second for Sammy Watkins that year and then getting a compensatory pick back down the line is not as much of a net negative as this is. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> well, he, he got paid, Sammy Watkins, by the 39 Chiefs. catches for 593 yards. Yes, eight. Touchdown. Eight touchdowns. 39 catches for 593 yards. He was an overpriced decoy, but like he did keep and defenses they were out honest. Of the playoffs after one. 
that's all we can really say for him, though. Like, I mean, we keep saying you give a two plus more, man. I, I, yeah, but what was the comp pick on Sammy? But Watkins? you know, I, I'll say this, dude. We every every single one of us sang the praises of that of that acquisition. By the way, we were all all went in the podcast. We're freaking thrilled about it. We all thought. He was underutilizing Buffalo, and that's why. And now he's going to come out here and break out. And the dude's never broken out. Like, he ever since then, his best year was in 2019. He got 673 yards. He has one 1,000-yard career in his entire year. One year for 1,000 yards in his entire career. Yeah, but mind-blowing. You're leaving out. They factored in a compensatory pick when they traded for him. I believe they got a third-round pick back in return when he left. They... um. With Allen Robinson, as a result of signing Allen Robinson, they had to eat a shitload of dead cap on Robert Woods, right, when they traded him. Um, if they don't sign Allen Robinson, he's probably still here. He gives you the same thing, which is, at the very minimum, nothing. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm Sammy Watkins is up on the list, high on the list. I don't even think it's close. I think the reason why Watkins is even higher on the list is because he was, to me, he was a a massive disappointment. Like we really thought when he came in that he was going to be the franchise guy. And he was, we've never for a moment thought that Alan Robertson was going to be the franchise guy. 33 catches, by the way, for Mr. Robinson for 339 yards and three touchdowns. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. All right. So we, do we have anything else to talk about? Because I'm just going to get depressed and go, God, Rock back and forth in corner somewhere and cry my eyes out there. We see rebuilding here this year. It's almost nine. We'll let you get to bed, Derek. I know I'm old. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. no, All right, guys. Not. Well, uh, follow us on Twitter at Sierbero, at Derek C. Paula, at Johnny Five Not Six, at Talk Rams, uh, and we will presumably be back for a show next week, right? Yeah, why not? Shoot, screw it. (laughs) At least some of us will. Uh, All right, we'll talk to you guys later. (laughs)